Welcome to What If, a podcast rooted in love, joy, and wild possibility. I'm your host, life and business coach, aka the quit your job coach, Kelly McEntee. I help you love who you are so you can love what you do. Let's get started. All right, today we have an amazing guest that I am so excited to bring you. Um, She is a woman who has helped me evolve in my own style. And I won't say that I am like the most stylish person out there, but that's not even like the goal of this person's work. Her name is Ejene Schultz, the Technicolor Priestess, and she helps people. I mean, I'll let you explain it, Ejene, but what I will share from my experience of just getting to be in your world and working with you is is you use fashion and style and the elements as this doorway into really helping people come into who they are. And if there's one word that comes to mind when I think of you is insane self-trust and insane, like radical having your own back. Um, so, Ajani, I would love for you to introduce yourself, maybe tell us where you're coming from as well, and um, share a little bit about what it is that you do and how you help people in this world. Oh, uh, yay. Yes. Thank you. Thank you, Kelly. I'm so giddy to be here and dorking out with you in this way. So I appreciate that. And I always am interested in hearing what people receive from my, from my work or what they perceive as my work. So I, I always find that 10 times more fascinating than what I have to say about it because <laughs> I'm not the yeah. one receiving it. But um, so thank you for that. Um, so yes, Technicolor Priestess. Um, Technicolor Priestess is my most iconic self that I'm constantly um, leaning toward and becoming over and over again, more and more. Um, so basically over time, I've, I don't want to say developed, created, conjured, whatever word we want to insert, um, a, a, an energetic framework that combines sort of energy work with, um, with style to help people really come into their most fully embodied, fully expressed, as I like to call it, iconic selves. So um, when you're at your most iconic, you're at your highest level and you're constantly uh, just allowing yourself to unfold and unfurl, just that's your permanent state, right? So um, that's what I'm really fascinated by, just helping people achieve that sort of perpetual state of, um, of potentiality unfolding. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And it starts with a freaking coated outfit, like you said. So it's more the energetics than the actual clothing and through the magic of the elements. So yeah, they open up a portal to your most iconic, distinct, singular self because we're all yeah. singular. So yeah. So, tell, okay. Tell us about the elements because I know there's a lot of people out in the world who utilize elements in many different ways. Yep. And I think the way that you do it is just so different and I will say, so once you learn about the elements, you'll know what I'm saying here if you don't already know, but I'm a fire and air. And I feel like learning that through, you have a quiz that people can take and learning that for me just kind of made me open my eyes and kind of like settle more into who I am. Like, oh, right. That makes sense. Um, And so how did you come to this like elemental framework and make it the way that you've developed it and helping people like truly see themselves through this. And I'll say too, like when I work with coaching clients and people I just connect with and generally, it's like kind of this like running narrative in the back of my head of like, I bet they're a fire. Oh, they're totally in earth. Like I I feel like I have to know what people's elements are now just to like help me almost like relate to them or know how to best communicate with them too as a coach and just a friend and a person. I love that. Yeah. It helps you navigate the dynamics, right? Mm-hmm. So how did I come to this? So I, I will say that from the, just the very earliest, that my earliest memories, I've always been obsessed. I've understood aesthetics and style. I've always been obsessed. Um, not like, oh, what does this designer have out? Which is totally fine, but it's just, that's not my the point of my obsession. My obsession has always been, um, I've always sensed that there, I knew that there was energy involved in what people were wearing. Like I could literally see someone and how they were dressed and how they were carrying themselves and see, oh my goodness, like this thing is missing. I could, I'm sorry, I feel like from early on, I was an energy editor and the clothing helped me. It was kind of my reading or scanning device, like my tuning fork to like give me entry into the energetics of that person um, mm-hmm. and sort of what was like, what was not there. 
Um, so, and I also always loved that feeling of showing someone who they really are, what I could sense was there through dressing them a certain way. So everyone in my fucking life got a makeover. Roommates, <laughs> my grandmother, my aunts, like my neighbors, every one in my life. I can't even tell you how many makeovers I've done um, because I've always just like, that has been my obsession. Um, and so I always understood. So I guess now for the radical self-trust in that piece, um, so for many years, I thought it was really sort of superficial or I didn't even consider it a thing because, you know, as as we do, the thing that comes most naturally to us, we kind of shrug it off. Mm -hmm. um, so yeah. I was like, well, that's just the thing I do. It's one of my quirks, whatever. I never really gave it much attention besides that. And so I really was trying to force myself to be to get external approval, to go down a path that would get whatever me as much give me as much of, of an ability as possible to save everyone around me. Basically, I thought it was my duty. So I neglected myself and I continued to just kind of follow a very, I would say just a very tried and true path, you know, like graduate school, you know, then the corporate job, all these things. And I was, and I was miserable because I, I realized like one of my core wounds, always one of my core things that healed that I now help people with is I felt like I wasn't being seen. I felt like there was, I was waiting for this magical, like sort of mentor or something to drop out of the sky and be like, you have these gifts and I'm going to help you now. Right. I see this. You're my, you're my protege now. And we're going to like totally whatever. Um, but I was waiting for that. And then eventually I realized I kind of, I have to be that for myself. Mm -hmm. So, right. So I started changing my life. Um, I started, you know, a coaching business. I got a coaching certification because I knew I wanted to help people somehow. And then from there, I resisted the style piece, but I started really doing energetics kind of on the download because I was too almost embarrassed to talk about it because I thought, who am I to talk about energy or about woo stuff or about spirituality? Like, right. Um, and so I resisted that, but, but I started noticing because I got tuned in Reiki um, mm -hmm. to help my own anxiety, actually, to give myself Reiki. And with the Reiki, I started noticing the, like, I really understood the elements. I understood the chakras and what they carry and what they represent. Mm -hmm. And, um, and then I started sort of being able to see, oh shit, this person's like root chakra is way off. I need to like, right. So I started really understanding again, it was like another way to see, um, kind of what the outfits were helping me see before I started understanding the energetics more profoundly through the chakras. And then from there, it was just kind of a natural segue to be like, wait a minute. Um, like this is also like this show so much about how a person shows up in general, how they how they're meant to express what needs to be filled in or what needs to be sort of calibrated or what's been neglected, what's been overstimulated, you know what I mean? Um, and it just kind of, I want to, it's, it's hard to describe because it happened very organically and very sort of unexpectedly. Like at first I was like, yeah, the elements, they can totally describe people just like how style systems have like the danger person, the queen, the whatever, the, the dramatic, like sweetheart, whatever. Like mm -hmm. I was like, the elements kind of do that, but it's too, I was noticing also like, I don't want to be put in a box. I, I, I never wanted to be put in a box ever. I always felt this itch, um, long-winded answer here. Hope this I love is, it. I'm giving you some good stuff. And so, um, I just, I also had this resistance always of being categorized. Like I, I don't, mm -hmm. I don't, I'm not the diva. I'm not the like sweetheart. I'm not the whatever. There's more to me. Right. And so at first it was just air, water, fire, and earth. And I was like, that doesn't cover it. Like I know maybe I'm air or I see this, but like what, so I sort of started getting this notion that like, it's not even about being a specific element and adhering to that. It's about like two of them coming mm -hmm. to kind of show you who you are and you're not like anyone fucking else. I don't want to put people in categories and tell them now you're this now be this right. Mm -hmm. No, this, for me, the elements now I see, they basically validate so many things in you and us that we resist, allow us to embrace them so that it kind of unlocks the next chapter in our being and unlocks like our nextness and our everythingness, right? That's what they really are. So it's almost like they carry these parts of us that we've been resisting and neglecting and trying to hide. And then finally, when we see them, when we pay attention to them, when we val we're validated, like there's nothing wrong with me. This is literally part of my makeup. Mm -hmm. It's like you get a, the huge portal door open to the next level, right? Of your being. So um, very long answer. I'm even going to drink after that. There you go. Did I even <laughs> well, I answer your that. question? It did. And I think too, like just in you sharing that, like there's so much I want to like pull out and, and talk about too, but just in like my own reflection. So I am, like I said, I'm a fire and an air and I can see the resistance that I have felt with both. And um, 
with the air, especially, it's almost like made me become, made me be more okay with being like silly, dorky, quirky, um, where before I would be afraid of like, I would be maybe assumed that I'm like ditzy or yep. not smart or not capable because, or dismissive or that I like, I don't get things because it appears I'm just like bouncing around or my head is in the clouds. But the truth is, is that's just one component and that that is like a gift too of like, you can be fun and light and carefree and actually have so much like depth to you and a very smart brain and a very kind heart. Like that these, I I I have felt so much resistance with my elements at times and especially like the fire too. Like, um, you know, that's more of like this edgy thing where I, at first I kind of approached it as like this, like badass rebellion and mm-hmm. like to really see like fire as a whole and part of fire too, is like being just this warm connector. Yeah. So for me, what I have found to be so helpful is like finding like the path of least resistance within the elements as well. Like, okay, I can be more that. And also to, to see like freedom of them as well. Like, Ooh, I'm like meant to be this kind of like more, um, edgier or sultry type of person within the fire, or like I can wear bright colors or like today I'm wearing just this jacket that I like totally distressed myself. And like, that can be fun and cool. Yeah. Yeah. And I I love love what you're saying too, about like, you are so seen like, oh my gosh, if anybody doesn't know you, like they will see you and they will remember you. And I think that's maybe like a fear of being seen. Like, Mm. let's say we're all seen, right. But like to be seen and to be remembered and so, or to be memorable or to stand out. And I have really like leaned into this thought of like our, our struggle is our superpower. And that has like, that's just what I'm hearing from your story is like your struggle is like this. I don't want to be seen. I don't want to be different. I want to just like, why can't I be that? And that was my struggle too, with quitting my job. And like, I was like, what's wrong with me? Why can't I be this person that's happy going to work? That's like happy receiving this like stable paycheck. What is wrong with me? Where I like, I berated myself and I beat myself up for it. And I found, I tried to find every possible way to stay happy in a job and I couldn't oh, yeah. like I just I couldn't anymore and you just I yourself wrong for it instead of thinking, right maybe this isn't what's meant for me we try yeah. to cram ourselves into convention you know? right yeah and I hear that in you too of your story of like you like you just know in and out backwards upside down all around all of the ways that people struggle to allow themselves to be seen and so from that like relatability in that struggle you're also that aspiration of like go make yourself seen make yourself known um so I I just really I love that about you and just the way that you can hold a person up to their self up to who they actually are oh yeah yes 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 because I, I I feel like we're we're taught, like you said, you use the word berate, right? We're, we're taught that we're always wrong. We, we're the last person who deserves credit, right? Mm-hmm. We, deserve, we deserve to be berated. We, we need to self-punish for all these different reasons. I mean, we won't get into all of the reasons, but so yeah, when we stop and remember, shit, like I'm a magical being, I'm mm-hmm. here for a very singular reason and I carry very singular gifts and I'm, I'm here to carry out a very singular, like, you know, help people in very distinct ways. When we've really realized that, you know, obviously not everyone's going to fit into this formula. We can't, some people do, some people really do. And that's where they're happy. And that's, that's their total fuck. Yeah. And that's amazing. Right. Mm-hmm. It's just not the case with everyone. And we've been made to believe that if you don't fit into that very, like, very just like, you know, kind of bland, not bland. Okay. Not bland, very one dimensional sort of, you know, success kind of, you know, predictable, yeah, then totally yeah. acceptable. Yeah. Yeah. Then if you don't fit into that, then something must be wrong with you. But I say, fuck that. Like very few people actually fit into that. Very mm-hmm. few actually do. And very few would are actually fully expressed and happy and satisfied and just like I'm nail in life, right? Mm-hmm. In those contexts. So yeah. yeah. It makes me think of I got um coffee like a couple of years ago with one of my relatives when I was exiting my job and and going all in on my coaching business. And 
she just reflected to me. She's like, I'm actually really happy at my job. And I, I wanted to tell her, I'm like, good, good for you. Like that you're not wrong for where you're happy, right? Like if you're really yeah. happy in the, um, like go to school, graduate, get a job life, then that's great. Like I, I never want to make anybody feel like what I talk about, like everybody should want to leave their job. I don't think that's the case. Like you're okay. If you like your job yeah, and you're cool. okay yeah. if you don't, right. Like that, yeah. just like this overall, like okayness with, with who yeah. we are. Yeah, exactly. So recently you had, um, some of the amazing people that get to work with you go through, um, an exercise where we essentially, kind of name, like, what is our mission here on this earth? And it's so funny. I have been like living in this tagline of like, love who you are, love what you do. And this was reflected back to me from another coach as well. I was doing some like storytelling and narrative work. And she just reflected to me like, Kelly, you're the coach for people who already love themselves. And so for me, this mission that I feel for myself is just like this love, like, creating and allowing space of love for yourself. Mm. And so when you think of like the work that you're doing here on this earth, here where we are right now and your mission, and when you, if you could like go back to the end of your lifetime and reflect and be so proud and delighted with like, this is who I am and this is what I've done. Like, what would you see as like the power and magnitude and the mission of your work and of you as a human mm, yes I love or that not question. human as we talked about in the exercise like your essence of who you are yeah my essence yeah mm -hmm. so when I remember my essence like I know I am certain that I'm here to help people remember that they're not the human right that yes you chose to be human you chose to come and and my job is to align you is to help you create an identity that that matches your essence so bringing so essentially the work that we're doing right bringing you back to truth that is my mission bringing you stepping you out of the illusion out of all these constructs and all these rules that have really have literally been created to keep you small to keep you stuck to keep you as quote-unquote flawed and human as possible right mm -hmm. to strip you of your inherent gifts and energetic power and the point of view that you possessed when you entered this world and when your energy floating around. Um, literally, I'm here to be like, yoo-hoo, remember? <laughs> remember you're actually like fucking like magical and you're huge and you don't you don't actually have to buy into this. Like you don't have to buy into any of this. Mm -hmm. That's really my job. So if I have done that, if I have continued to, however it evolves and however I end up, you know, whatever, teaching it, leading people there, guiding them, whatever iteration it takes on, that's part one. And then, for myself, I want to see, I want to take myself all the way. I want to see if I could just continue to unfurl until the, my last like day here on earth, like who will I have become? Like who, if I continue to lean into my essence, I'm just fascinated to see that's really it. If I just continue to lean into my essence and continue to stay on the edge and what feels uncomfortable and in the unknown and just see what emerges next and next and next and next, um, then I will have done my job here. Yeah. That feels so like fun, actually. And it makes like seeing resistance as um, not this thing to hold you back, but almost like this curiosity of like, okay, here's this next idea. Ooh, I don't know, like I'm resisting it. Then that means like, let's go for it. Because yep. what could this make you be on the other side yep. of it as well? Constantly. Oh, yeah. 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 So the discomfort. That's where I lean in most now. Mm -hmm. I used to like freak out and resist. Mm -hmm. Like when I was resisting, I was like, nope, that's a sign. It's bad. No, I, I can, because yeah. I can distinguish when my human is resisting, but it's a fuck. Yeah. <laughs> right. 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 And we do it anyway. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So you talk a lot in your work about like the illusion. Um, and so was there a point in time in your life where it kind of just like hit you over the head of like, this is just an illusion. I feel like I knew that for a long time. Um, mm. Like I, I remember even as a kid making a, cause I, I would notice, I would remember talking to my cousins and being like, um, there was a specific night in Mexico. We actually, we were all like up when the adults were sleeping, we went downstairs and we were just hanging out. Um, and I was like, what is up with the adults? Like the adults are fucking crazy. What are they doing? Like they were mm -hmm. fighting, there are all these squabbles. There's all this weirdness, all this drama. 
And so we, I was like, can we please make a pact that we're not going to be grownups like that? Because it's like, they forget their memory gets erased. They become like these, they, they get into a trance. They like, it's like they, they shift and they change and they become yeah, almost like hypnotized in a way, brainwashed something. Can we just please make a pact that we'll remember? Can we please remember like exactly this and who we are right in this moment? Can we please remember this? And so mm -hmm. we made a pact. Um, and truth be told, I think my, my sister and I are the only ones who <laughs> remembered. <laughs> We're the only ones who upheld the fucking pact, okay? Um, <laughs> because then the adulting happens and the whole obligation thing. So I, I knew that from early on. And at the same time, I was like, okay, I guess I have to just try, even though I know I'm magical and even though I know I don't, because I'm space and air, as you know, very well mm -hmm. by now, but um, so space, I was really trying to be human and normal, even though I knew that I was, I just always felt so odd and I felt very uncomfortable actually just being around other humans, like just that's period. Um, mm -hmm. And so I was like, I'm going to try to act normal and I'm going to try to do all the things I'm supposed to do to save my family because the adults really fuck this up and I know I have to come clean up. And so the only way I can do this, the only way I know how is to follow the earthly way, the prescribed script, like the prescribed path. So mm -hmm. I'll just try that. And I guess I'll just self-sacrifice. I thought it was really noble to self-sacrifice. Mm -hmm. So I'll just do that. And then we'll see what happens, you know, fuck it. And obviously that didn't work. Right. And I wasn't really helping. I, it was lots of codependence. Um, so I feel like I saw it, but I didn't quite. happy I saw these people who are whatever affluent or abundant or just know something I don't um I just want to and I used to call it like real people like I w once we had one of my stepdads had money <laughs> so we actually had a real people car and mm -hmm. I was like shall I make my friend? We actually look I'm gonna go pick you up because we got a real people car so you know what I mean so I was like if I if I could just do this this like if I could follow this path maybe I'll be one of the real people mm -hmm. um but I didn't want to but I knew I had, you know what I mean? So there was always this sort of conflict within me. Um, yeah. And then I guess just in, as, as I started doing more work on myself, I started kind of, I started getting the language, started understanding the energetics. I started um, stepping away from my human, getting a new perspective and uh, mm -hmm. just kind of naturally as, it, as I've gone. And um, yeah, that's my answer. Yeah. So that makes me think of just the way you talked about, um, like seeing the adults in your life. For me, what's been coming up a lot in just my own path and journey. And then also inevitably what I help people with too, is this like generational healing thing. Um, and that I've also been noticing just like what I've been becoming friends with, like my, my saboteurs, these like things that I um, like resisted or like, I would notice how much I get jealous and I'm like, okay, let's be friends with jealousy. And it's actually been a lot of fun um, being a jealous person. And I've grown and evolved from that, of like yeah. getting clear. I'm like, what is it that I want from this person or not from this person, but from what I'm seeing them doing that I'm yeah. not allowing for myself yeah. and it's just opened up so much in me and seeing um how like I grew up with this narrative of like we complain about work like to get paid to do what you love like no like the noble thing right like yep. you got your hands have to be dirty to have a respectable income like you've got to strain your back it's got to be hard um all of that and so I've seen so much of this like kind of complaint and judgment as like the the connector of the past generations of adults in my life mm. in my life and I have also like taken a step back and noticed like wow like let's look at each person individually and like that's actually not what they want either and like that's not the full narrative and I've just gone through this kind of healing um journey of seeing just how actually extraordinary so many people in my life are mm -hmm. and getting to see them and their essence as well and how yeah. that's been hidden and how if we can just, you know, undo that complaining, that judgment narrative and be this person who we're called to be, that that creates further healing for our younger people in our life. And, oh, and I see and the older people. The right people. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. And I, 
I see direct ties too. like, yes, there's like the men in my life, like uncles and father and grandfather, but I see this like stronger link between like women. Mm. And so I have this special like mission on my heart for me to be more me, my extraordinary self so that my little Lucy, like Everett, he's fine. You know, I'm not like, I'm not neglecting him in my, like, I want him to be his best self too, but I'm seeing yeah, this. So I get it. Yeah. Like this girl um, thing. So me being more me allows Lucy to be more her, which kind of creates this path. And so I'm curious to hear from you. Like, how have you seen the work that you're doing impact your daughter, your daughters? And like, what is your hope for their futures too? Mm. Because you're, I just see you as this like powerful being in this, you're here to, you've seen like what trying to fit yourself in a box does to people. And like the reason why you're noticing that and like that is not working is so that then your daughter doesn't have to experience that and her daughters and their daughters. Absolutely. Absolutely. So what, how have you seen what you've already been doing impacting your daughter and then daughters? And then what do you hope for their future too? Mm, yes. Um, so basically before, before getting pregnant, I definitely was living life, as I said, for all the external reasons, all the external people to try to save everyone, just try to like be, um, you know, the ambassador for everyone. So just quick, like, like to give context on my family, I resonate with what you were saying. There were so many. So in my family, basically I'm the first one and my, and my sister were the first ones because everyone in my family had literally was magical. My grandmother like sang and was so fucking charismatic and beautiful. They wanted her to be on movies she refused because in she was she was Lebanese and in Lebanese culture, if you become an entertainer, it's basically like prostituting yourself. So she said no, right? Mm -hmm. My grandfather was literally like this brilliant orator and like, again, also so fucking charismatic. My mom, gloriously gorgeous and again, charismatic. All the, And all of them and her brothers, that whole, my whole family, they had a star in, in Spanish, you call, you know, you say someone who has sort of like the charisma or that like, whatever star effect you, you tell them that they have, they, they have an angel or they have a star, they, you have that thing. And mm -hmm. um, they all had it and they all, none of them got to fully live it out or express it. They all succumbed. They also came. What is the proper way to say that? <laughs> they all fell victim. They all squandered it. They all like, none of them followed through because of what society would think because they were doing what society deemed appropriate, right? So my grandmother stayed in a miserable marriage because, and she totally did not realize her dreams because it would be, be frowned upon to get divorced, to become an actress, to do anything. Frowned upon, you're considered whatever. So she didn't. My grandfather, his temper kept him from it. My mother rebelled, ran away to the US. She never did anything. Like she created basically the opposite life and um, probably didn't get some therapy she needed, right? So basically what I, what I saw very clearly is just a shit ton of people who were born with a lot of magic and a lot of, a lot of power and a lot of potentiality that was literally just, it was like the most haute couture with like embedded in crystals that's like used to clean the house, right? They were, they did, they, their gifts were not honored because their gifts were not seen, their gifts were not celebrated, mm -hmm. their gifts were not, they didn't receive support for various reasons in different ways because of the generation, because of um, the culture, because of whatever it is, right? Family dynamics. Um, and so that always broke my heart. And now I am so grateful because I am now the one who gets to carry out her mission, who gets to use all of her gifts to create something really spectacular. Mm -hmm. I get to create and become and continue to evolve into my most spectacular fucking iconic self. And that is thanks to, I see, right, me seeing the contrast, yeah. seeing how all these magical people didn't do, didn't live out their magic, right? And so when I got pregnant with my, with, uh, with tiny dancer, it was very clear to me, like, I am not going to be like, it really snapped me. Um, it really jolted me and in, in, into realizing I am not going to be, I'm not going to force myself to be, or cram myself to like into these boxes, these prescribed boxes of who others think I should be in order to get approval in order to be good in order to be a good woman or a good girl or honorable or to receive approval. Fuck the fuck out of that. 
really, because I was really the quintessential goody two shoes, good girl, Dudley do right, all of it, like checkity check. I, ex- I excelled at all of that. It didn't, I mean, it helped in whatever. We don't have to get into that, but it was a lot of work. It was exhausting. And at the end of the day, it's not like I got anything out of it. It was me just giving everything. Right. Mm-hmm. And so um, I started noticing like, it's actually more exhausting and, and it, and it's actually very um, out of integrity to keep trying to pretend to be somebody mm-hmm. that you're not. Right. And so when I, when I realized that I was like, I want to be the per, I want to just, I don't know how I'm going to start, but I'm going to just start. And I'm going to start showing my daughter that I, she can also be like, I'm not going to hold her to any like cultural, um, like uh, gender, like no expectations on her. The only expectation is that she has her own back is that she loves herself. Even when she, whatever messes up answers back, whatever the first thing, instead of like yelling, you're being disrespectful. I say, you're being disrespectful. And I'd love for you to love yourself through it. Remember to be kind to yourself. Remember to, mm-hmm. to, to, to like remind yourself, you can choose something different later. Right. Mm-hmm choice so teaching her so what's helped me really understand that I had a choice all along even though I didn't know it so you fucking bet your bippy that I'm gonna let her know that she has a choice in all of it she has a choice mm-hmm. about how she shows up how she sees herself what she does does in her life how she spends her time how she allows others to treat her she has a choice in all of it mm-hmm. and so just like my sort of previous generation sacrificed or squandered for me to see it um, I feel like I lived in a way where I sacrificed and squandered up to a certain point in order to now be able to pass out on the magic to my daughters, right? Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, so now she gets to become whoever she desire, whoever she knows herself to be. And she knows better than I do. She has her own fuck yeah. And mm-hmm. I honor that. I'm not going to tell her anything. She's the one who's the boss of her body. She's the one who, in most cases, gets to decide things for herself. Um, unless it's like, obviously, adults should uh, decide, whatever. Right. Um, but so I, I guess I'm what's really helped, uh, what really matters to me is empowering her to know that she's choosing all of it. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And the same with little one, she's, she's 10 months old. So she's just like slobbering and eating and pooping (laughs) and being adorable. Right. But she'll know also. Right. Yes. She knows it just from being with you. It makes me think of, again, like this kind of like parallel, like, okay, I feel like my, my mission here is this love and yours is this just like allowing you to be who you are. And so you're, you're seeing that in your daughter. And as you shared that, it just reminded me of a story of like a moment where I was like, so proud of where I could see like, Oh, like me just being me and doing what I do and getting to help people love who they are in this world is like making an impact on my kids. And um, my son is four and they had a, we had a family, a play date kind of thing. Um, and there was, I don't, I didn't, I wasn't in the room. I didn't know, but I think somebody took a toy from somebody else. Um, another kid did. And a couple of days after that, Everett, my son just said, um, he like shared with me about the experience and he said, he's a good kid. He's just not always that good at sharing. Mm, and that just made me like, wish. so, so proud to just remember, like, for people to remember, like at the heart of us, like we're good people, you know, we have the best of intentions. Sometimes we just don't know what the right actions are to take or, you know, that yeah. just remember, like we're good and, at the heart. And just also like the fact that you didn't share the toy doesn't create your identity. <laughs> that, right. that, doesn't, that doesn't mean that you're the person now you're the, you're the toy stealer or the non-sharer, right? Right. That one, maybe sometimes you do not like to share the toy, but you're not the incessant perpetual toy sharer. And I think yeah. that is, that is one of the biggest sort of like most detrimental things you can do to a kid. And it's amazing that your child can already make that distinction, right? Mm-hmm. This boy was, he he's able to separate that one-time action. And maybe it's something he does a lot right now, right? Whatever, a phase, mm-hmm. whatever, but he's able to separate and just see the the boy's essence or the boy for who he is rather than the thing he did that one time. Right. right. That's brilliant. Mm-hmm. That's amazing. It is. Yeah. 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 And I, I think that's like goes to just, and not to say like I exclusively work with moms or you exclusively work with moms either, but um, I work with many people, but I feel like there's just this like power in if we just got to be more of who we are, 
have more of love, have more of that trust, have more of just like owning and being okay with like, this is who I am. Like the world would be such a better place. And I always go to like this extreme example, like what if Putin's mom taught him how to love better? Like what, what would be happening? Like, that's just like the, you know, evil marker of like how much good could be in this world if we all like took back this mask that we have to be and appear a certain way, or as you say, like remove the illusion. Yeah. That we have to step into the illusion rather than stepping into ourselves, rather than following truth and fuck. Yeah. Right. You have to align with everything you've learned externally. And if you don't, you're bad. Right. And other people determine who you are. Like that is just a whole mind fuck really. Right. It's Mm -hmm. an energy fuck. So yeah, Mm -hmm. it does. It changes everything when you have someone who allows you to see yourself and to be yourself and to express that, right? Mm-hmm. That's a huge difference. And let me tell you, like, I, I, I'm, I imagine this is your experience too, but one of the beautiful things also from doing this work ourselves, like I, I noticed like growing up, it was very difficult. I was my mom's savior doing all these things um, because I was just trying to please her to sort of whatever, codependent, blah, blah, blah. And I've noticed the more I've, I've started, you know, making it about me, following my fuck yeah, trusting myself, setting boundaries, doing these things. Um, it's actually without, because I tried so long to change. I'm the guy who literally, I was like, surprise mom. I'm good. I booked you a weekend with Debbie Ford about shadow work. So you can try to heal yourself. And she's like, okay. I was trying everything to try to change her. And then Uh I realized it all starts with me. So if I just, and so same with the kids, right? Family and the like, and children, I I need to do the work on myself Mm -hmm. and then whatever. And then, so but to my freaking like delight, she started shifting. She started mm-hmm. honoring my boundaries. She stopped like doing the, the weird codependency things because it, it came from me. Right. So that's also so powerful. And that's a beautiful thing to teach kids. It, it, it comes from you be the mm-hmm. person that you are that, uh, you know, love yourself, back yourself, honor your boundaries, all these things. And then things around you, like start to shift and align and kind of adjust to that. Right. Mm-hmm. Instead of you trying to control things and have trying to have like a million hands and a million jars trying to fix and help and do all these things. <sighs> when we pull it back to ourselves, the impact, it's less exhausting and it's and it's way more like intense, right? Way more helpful, way more powerful. Yeah. Yeah. Just makes me think of like, what if we all actually minded our own business? Yeah. Imagine like instead that. Of trying to like puppet people and pull these strings and navigate them and um by no means am I just like this free, perfect, amazing, carefree, do whatever you need, honey, like wife, there's still, you know, times and moments, but I have just noticed and I'm thankful for like, okay, what's coming up? Like, why am I trying to control this person? Why am I trying to change this person? I'm like married to or a person that I, you know, know in my family or anybody, like, why am I trying to change this person? And what if we just like held up the mirror and they're like, faced that kind of that feelings, those feelings that we resist. Yeah. Um, so when I think of like being in your world and working with you, I've really shifted the narrative on a lot of words, including words like frivolous, silly, fun, joy, pleasure, delight, where indulgent, like all of these words are all now words. I'm like, let's go, let's do this. Where before those exact words would stop me in my tracks from doing anything. And one example I have is like, I went to this dance class a couple years ago and I was like, this is silly. This is like stupid. You don't even dance Kelly. Like, what are you doing? Why are you doing this? Like, you're going to look like an idiot. You don't know anybody there. What do you do? Like all of these things. And so I had to really like work through, like, as you talk about too, like this inconvenience, like when we do what we want and we like follow this, like, hell yes, I want to do this. Inconvenience is inevitable. Like that's just our brain kicking in and saying like, kind of, who are you to do this? And then you get to see that and show your brain and yourself like, well, this is who I am. Um, And so I just love how in, in being around you and even, you know, even a person doesn't have to work with you, but just to like see you on social media or like to know what you do and talk about is like, it's okay to be indulgent. It's okay to be frivolous. It's okay to be silly. It's okay to be all of those things because those are actually like vitality to our life. And we get to then 
and the, the word selfish too, like, oh, if I do do things for me, it's selfish. But again, that can be the most like selfless and of service thing to do for other people is to be that yep. example and to be able to hold that space for Absolutely. people. Oh yeah. Yes, yes, yes. I love that. Yes, it's true. Yes. This is actually, because then you actually have the capacity. You have the, yeah. you have enough, right? You've, you've loved yourself up, whatever, nourished yourself enough. You have enough energy, focus, whatever to then give, right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. And like, I think one thing for me that's shifted is like this people pleasing and like, what if I, it's like kind of when you are people pleasing less and doing what you want more, you can assume that of other people. So like, let's say you host a brunch where before you'd be like, oh, everyone's just here because they're being nice and, you know, they don't actually want to be here. Then that just like kills the mood of like this brunch as an example. But if you're like, I want to host this, I want people to come and I know whoever is here wants to be here too. It just makes all of our experiences of life, just like that much richer and more enjoyable and less out of obligation, which, you know, really is just a form of like manipulating other people to. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and, and just, it's kind of, it's actually kind of icky and out of integrity too, when yeah. we have an ulterior motive, right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So when it's just clean, it's just, it's yeah. better for everyone. It's just, it can actually be a lovely time because you're not resentful that you've overgiven just to people, please. Right. You're actually mm-hmm in truth more and so you're not feeling all twisted and contorted and you have been or you haven't been sort of like um a doormat (laughs) right Right. not upholding your boundaries and stuff so you actually again have the capacity to create something that is energetically clean and lovely for someone Mm -hmm. yeah that makes a huge difference Mm -hmm. and for yourself yeah 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 so I want to ask you kind of as we're starting to wrap up here um like when you look back, you know, I gave the example of like, oh, my son said um, he's a good person, but they just didn't share the toy. Like that was a moment of me being really proud of of my journey of like, just like the willingness that I've gone through to learn more about me and just being the example. And yeah. so when you think about like you, I have two questions kind of with this. Mm-hmm. Like what makes you the most giddy, excited, just like, oh yes, I love what I do. Like what shifts in people you work with? Do you see that just like fill you up and you're like, oh, this is why I like, I get out of bed every day. So what shifts do you see in people that you work with that make that feeling for you? And then even too, like with your own self in your life, like how grateful are you for where you've been able to bring yourself? Mm, it's kind of a a lot in a question but no I love it and I can see the connection right so um what honestly what get me brings me and I'm always like I fucking told you so I told you so I told you so in the best possible way but Uh it's when somebody has been resisting uh for example just like um I have um you know this like I, I know that I'm doing this because I know I'm supposed to be doing this but I actually have this dream package that I'm supposed to sell this is just a business example right um, but I, I don't tr- like, I don't trust myself and I want to charge too much and da, da, da. And then when I say, why don't you trust yourself? What if you just do the experiment and you just play and just put it out and see what happens. Right. And they actually go for it. They trust themselves enough to put out the package, put it out for the price, talk about it, how they're meant to talk about it in their, in their elements. Right. Um, and m- most of the people who come my way, honestly, especially for one-on-one are either fire and or space. So mm-hmm. a lot of times it's talking the weird talk and being mysterious, like the space um, and, or being just like, fuck, let's do this like direct and fire. Right. Or maybe edgy, or maybe, you know, ruffling feathers, right. Mm-hmm. Um, of fire. And when they do that, and then immediately it's like, oh my God, I just got a client. Oh my God. I literally just got like a, an invitation to do this thing on, on, on like um, an email for that. Oh my God. Right. Or, oh my God, even like my, my partner stepped up and did something different. Right. So just seeing the magic literally occur, like the return on investment from following your fuck yeah and trusting yourself, that will never get old. That, mm-hmm. and it just happens over and over again. And that, that makes me, I'm giddy just talking about it. So when someone leans in and trusts themselves enough to take a risk and follow their fuck yeah, and then they see the magic and they see, they start seeing, oh my God, fuck, I am trustworthy. This mm-hmm. does work. Yeah. That is a magical moment for me. Mm-hmm. Um, 
Can I share um, a reflection from that too of just like, I'll, I'll let you like have your own giddy moment. I don't know if I've shared this with you. So I, I hosted a um, this in-person, I think I did, yes, share this in, but did. I hosted this in-person um, group because I have right? this desire and also huge resistance to be seen locally in my community. And so I really like channeled my inner Eugenie. <laughs> I, I made a post and I got all of like the materials made and put it out there um, for people to sign up for this group. And, but every time I like looked at it, I was like, this like, isn't me. It's like very neutral colors. It's beautiful and it's great for people, but like, this isn't like me. Yeah. I was like suppressing this air, this like bubbly, colorful, bright flowers person for like this celestial neutral moon yeah goddess that is not me right. um and so I pulled it down and I just trusted like the word flourish came to me and so I was like okay go with that I looked up like the definition of flourish I'm like that fits I like that it was like creating an environment I'm like that's what we're doing at this retreat so I like I did that I got like playing around with the designing different um, different, like the social media posts, but I still wasn't fully aware of like the exact framework that I wanted to go through. Like I knew the exercises and all of that. And then just like in pulling that down and putting this new one up and really leaning into like, what does flourish mean? What is like, just like the, it just evolved into this workshop, this retreat that I led people through was literally like the life cycle of a flower of wow. like planting the seeds, you pull up the weeds and then you set the conditions for like the sun to come out and, and let, mm. let this bloom, let yourself bloom. Yeah. And I didn't know, like when I said flourish, like this is what it would evolve into. And so like, that is that, and that is thanks to like the work of being with you is like, if this isn't you don't keep going with it pull it down. Even if it's like two days before and it wasn't, it was right when I started sharing about it, but I was like, yuck, take it down. Who cares yep. who's it now? Like you've got to make it your own and put it out there. And like just the perfect amount of people came, just the perfect people who were meant to be there were there. And it was just such an amazing experience. And had I not like tuned into like, this doesn't feel like me, this feels like what maybe would like they want but this isn't yep. what I want to create. Yep. It wouldn't have, it wouldn't have been what it was. Um, yes. So snaps yeah. to that. It snaps yeah. to that. So you got to see how trustworthy you are, right? For sure. I was like, wow, you could definitely repeat that. And to just go with that, like letting that be almost to like your own creative process. Like that's what worked for me and to notice that and allow it yep. every, every time. Yes, exactly. And you're trustworthy every time. So yes, yes. And that's part of the risk, right? Being willing to also take something down or maybe just be like, actually, that wasn't a fuck yeah. Or maybe it's just not a fuck yeah anymore. So we're going in that, like just knowing when to course correct all of that, right? Mm -hmm. It all brings its, its beautiful ROI, the most yeah. magical cosmic ROI. So mm -hmm. yay, congratulations on your amazing retreat. That's so exciting. Yeah. So I had to share that. Uh, full the full extent of the trusting myself but I want to hear too like where are you just like so grateful for you and like what you like I would imagine we you know we put other people on pedestals and and things like that so we know like when we take people off the pedestal like there there's still like our own stuff that we go through and like the doubts and fears that we still work through but yet gosh like how amazing is it and how proud are you are you of yourself of just leaning into this and like who you've become how grateful are you for that journey like you've been on for yourself oh yeah I'm actually impressed that I stuck it out that I'm staying that I'm still doing it because it's like there were times where it was well you know the entrepreneurial journal and journey and also just like growth self-growth it's it's there's a lot of turmoil there's a lot of discomfort there's a lot of sadness there's a lot of there's, it's, it's very messy. It's very naughty and sinewy and right. It's mm -hmm. at times. So honestly, I'm just, I'm really, really, really grateful that I stuck with it. I just kept going no matter what presented, because I've always known that I'm, this is what I'm meant to do. So, um, or that, you know, that I was in moving in the direction of what I was meant to create. Mm -hmm. Um, so whether this is the permanent iteration or not, I'm going to just keep going and see, but, um, I'm just really, 
very proud of myself. Um, I think it's that that I kept going and allowed myself to receive or allowed the the prize or whatever the all of the beautiful rewards in different ways to present in my earthly existence, <laughs> really. Mm-hmm. Right. Instead, I could have thrown in the towel so many times, especially with my mindset and with my self-loathing. I I really, really, truly used to hate myself. Um, Mm -hmm. So the fact that that's not the case, even that, like without money, without clients, any of that, like the fact that I actually don't hit myself anymore, that I speak myself to myself with kindness, that I right, that I genuinely love myself. That is that feels like a superhuman achievement to me. Mm -hmm. Really? Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. That's a big deal. Kind of a big deal. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) So if people want to work with you, know you, and gosh, like take your quiz. Oh, your quiz is like so good um, to just learn like what your elements are. How do they do that? Where do they get in touch with you? Yeah. So you can go through, if you take the quiz, you take it twice, once with your first best answer and then second time with your second best answer. So you can get your two elements turn off your brain when you do it and be sure to just tap into sort of that part of you that just knows it feels like it's random, but do that. And then it'll take you through a whole sequence. It'll invite you to a free group as well with other icons um, where you can just kind of start to explore. That's really a great way to get into my world. And then um, if you want to start exploring, I also have a membership, the Society for Extraordinary Couture Icons. Mm-hmm. Um, darling Kelly is a member, but there, um, you get access really to the foundational work, like learning how to follow your fuck. Yeah. Um, you know, there, uh, how, how to create quantum momentum, just kind of all the different tenets or pillars of, or whatever we want to call them of being iconic really, um, are accessible to you in the group, as well as these amazing icons who are doing big shit and just, just like amazingly beautiful and electric to be around. So it's just a fun place to come in. And there are three different tiers actually that you can join in. So um, that's the second one. So I, I can give you the links, Kelly, so you can- Yeah, I'll put well. those all in the show notes here so people can just hop right into your world right away. Perfect. Yeah. Yay. Hop right into your space world. Yeah. Um, and be who they are in their full elements too. Yes, please. That's all. Yes. That's the only requirement. Be the yes. fuck out of yourself. Yes. Yes. I love that. Well, thank you so much. Um, I just want everybody in the world to know about you and connect mm-hmm. with you and just, ugh, there's so much power within us and you are an amazing person to help bring that out for people. I think like that is so much of your gift too. And even just like, sometimes you'll say like, so what? And I'm like, yeah, right. So what? Like if sometimes the questions you ask are just so simple, but it's like, oh yeah, I didn't know I could even like consider that care about what people think, you know? Yeah. And those mm-hmm. are the little, the little uh, nuances of being in the illusion, right? So it's just yeah. picking them, picking them, picking apart the little pieces where you're still connected to illusion. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's my jam. So I love that you love that. Yeah, I do. Thank you for your time today. And I can't wait to see um, who comes into your world from hearing this today. And uh, we'll talk to you all next time. Thank you.